It is almost draft day in the NHL, and on today's Locked On Predators, we're going to take a closer look at one of Nashville's recent draftees who has had an incredible season in the OHL. I'm talking about Predators prospect Luke Evangelista. Today, we're joined by Paige Martin, the in arena host for the London Knights, to learn more about Luke and what made this season so special. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I am usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan, but Nick is on vacation today. Today, I am joined by a really special guest. My dear friend and great hockey mind, Paige Martin, is joining us today. Paige is the in-arena host for the OHL's London Knights team, and Paige has gotten to see up close, firsthand, the amazing season that Predators prospect Luke Evangelista has had in the OHL. Paige is joining me today to talk a little bit about the OHL's return to play, how the season went for the London Knights, and what she sees in Luke Evangelista. So Paige, one of the things I like to do when I bring people on the podcast is I like to know their origin story. So I'm going to ask you, how did you get into hockey? What brought you into this world? Thank you so much for asking about me that is so nice um my hockey origin story I think is a little bit different than majority of people I didn't grow up playing hockey mm-hmm. but I grew up watching of hockey I have an older brother um, and my dad they are both big hockey fans um and I'm in Canada it's kind of the thing that you do on a Saturday night to watch hockey night in Canada Right. So being the little sister, always I was always watching and I loved it. I loved, you know, naturally I just love sports and hockey was one that I always wanted to learn more about. I always wanted to, like I genuinely enjoyed watching it. I was captivated, you know, throughout the whole game. And so even though I didn't play, I grew up playing basketball. My favorite sport to watch was hockey. And so that's where I yeah. got a lot of my knowledge. And then going into university, I knew that okay, if I wasn't going to keep playing sports competitively, I want to be able to incorporate it into my job somehow. And then that's how my sports broadcasting came about. And um, with our local hockey team, um, which was essentially near B um, here in Canada. And uh, I was doing now with the London Knights, but I was the sideline reporter and um, on-air interviews, introducing the game to and things like that, which really kind of feet wet and really gave me that yes. experience for what I do now with the London Knights in the Ontario Hockey League. And I am the host order again, introducing games, acting interviews, um, that fun stuff that I love because you're right there in all the, I've been doing that now for four, four seasons, if, the, if you're including COVID, three real seasons, really. Yeah, so we're going to just dive right into that 
COVID conversation. So talk us through what the past couple of seasons have looked like in the OHL for the London Knights with COVID and, you know, how many games did they play? What, what did that all look like for you? Man, it was tough. Um, mm-hmm. because March 2020, the rest of the world, the lights went out. Uh, we were looking ahead just a couple of weeks uh, to then we never got playoffs during that 2020 season. And so, so everything just went lights out. And then in September, even August rolled around to 2020. It was that of, are we going to have hockey? Are we going to play? And right. Uh, right. Like it was kind of that, what is going to happen? And we didn't know what the next year, the next two years would bring. We ended up not having hockey um and mm. i know that that was that buddy from the fans to the coaches to back of house and of course the players like that's yes. their world your junior hockey player world so not having that canceled season was very difficult and um it really kind of pushed a lot of guys in terms of okay like i am gonna end up playing on my own and almost like that self-leadership so then you come Mm -hmm. around to the um september 2021 and we're back uh but we're back with some interesting um you know rules in place in terms of Mm -hmm. sometimes there was fans sometimes there was no fans at the start um budweiser gardens where the london knights play holds just Mm -hmm. over nine thousand people and um, we started out, okay, a, a thousand people are allowed in the building. Right. That was like, that felt like nobody was there. Yes. Like, um, yeah. And, and it was it was weird. And that's something that these players had to adjust to. And there was different, <laughs> with each month, it almost felt like month to month, there was something for Christmas. We did get back up to full capacity. But then January, that stripped right away. In Ontario, we were back in lockdown. Right. Um, and so the season continued um but just without anything to say that it has been an adventure um it's been an adventure (laughs) for sure yes yeah it's it's so strange i know for nashville predators fans this season you know was back to 82 games but it just still felt weird after two seasons, shortened seasons, suspend, you know, play suspended, playoffs in a bubble, like getting back into the groove has felt different. It's been challenging. Well, and even now, so our schedule just got released, the OHL schedule um, for the 2022-2023 season. And it's almost interesting because it looks so different than what last season's schedule looked like because what happened with last season and essentially a protocol that the Ontario Hockey League tried to put in place was that they would play each conference would play each other so the east would stick to the Mm -hmm. east and then the western conference would stick to the western conference right where you know the London Knights were playing Owen Sound like back to back to back and that's wild especially in junior hockey (laughs) the rapport right? The rapport, if you will, um, gets yes. strong. And mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, and so it was it was something to navigate in terms of, hey, you're playing a lot of the same teams. Um, and then the two conferences didn't meet one another until the OHL um, final, which was just back um, literally in June. So, right. Right. Now, next season, is it kind of going back to playing across conferences next 
season a lot similar to what we used to see um, back okay. you know, in, in early 2020 and 2019. It's looking very similar. So uh, the London Knights, they are in the Western Conference and we will be mm-hmm. seeing teams in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, so as, yeah. Back to the good old days. As back say. to the good old days, and I think it's nice. Also, like as a reporter, um, it, it was it was a really cool challenge to be able to figure out, okay, what's exciting tonight? We just saw these guys so many right. times; everyone's so familiar, um, and so it was, you know, exciting that way as a reporter. But I'm excited again to really get that full scope of the league back. It's yeah. definitely been a challenging return to play for the OHL. Coming up, Paige is going to talk to me a little bit about how the London Knights performed this season. But first, want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports development, league reviews and news, including WNBA, Major League Baseball, boxing, UFC, any sport you can think of. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Coming up, Paige is going to talk to us about the season that the London Knights had. They went in to the playoffs with some high expectations. Nashville Predators fans can probably relate to how that went. So you touched really quickly on playoffs in June. The London Knights talk about their season. Give us just sort of an overview of what their season looked like. They finished with a record of 44, 17, 4, and 3. How did that all come together? Oh my goodness, Anne. It was so funny, like entering into this season because we'd had that canceled season. There was the question mark of like, okay, what's this team going to look like? Who's stepping up? Who? Because, you know, you talk about who was the top line and even the leadership as well they were very much playing behind they, like they were you know kind of that like second and third line from the last time when they were in the ohl right so yeah they are counted on as the top line as the go-to guys they're playing top minutes and so there's that shift that i do have to give credit across every single team really saw those guys step up and mm-hmm. um who's that was going from you know third and fourth lines and now playing they really did see those guys step into that to be. And so for the Knights, we knew um, we had our goaltender um, who was coming off of, he set uh, the records for himself, the most amount of wins by a rookie um, right before the wow. pandemic hit. Yeah, like it was, it was phenomenal. He kind of, he was like what some people refer to as the Cinderella story. Um, and so he came and he just played phenomenal. The thing about him is he's not necessarily big for a goaltender, um, but he mm-hmm. is agile and he made the saves that needed to be made. And um, like there were so many times where it was like, oh, another another game, another uh, game that Brett Brochu put the team on his back. Um, so we knew yes. 
coming in, you know, he was older, that he was going to be a force. Um, and then um, that, that they could really rely upon as well. And then we look at their leadership and, you know, okay, who's going to find the back of the net? Mm-hmm. Two names came to mind, Luke Evangelista, who we may be yeah. or may not be familiar with. And then Antonio Stranges, um, who has now since signed with the Dallas Stars. And those two together, we knew, okay, they are really going to have to produce some offense. What's that going to mm-hmm. look like? Are they going to be about They absolutely did, which we will get into. Um, and London also came into the season with no overagers. So in the OHL, um, you can have three uh, overagers, and mm-hmm. we had none. So that we knew that that was going to be a big component from, um, yes, experience-wise, but also leadership you know, we have this younger team, who are these three that are going to come in and help, you know, kind of level in terms of how do you respond in tense situations? What are, right. what are your veterans doing? Right. And so there were so many different aspects that at the beginning of the season, you're kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> like how <laughs> this going to come together. <laughs> but it absolutely did come together and it was a it was a team to watch and I think especially having so many new faces like when you look at a roster sheet and you see the asterisks beside you know who indicates what who's a rookie there's right. so many across across the board there was so many of those because there were so many guys who had actually missed what would have been their rookie season right? so um yes yeah um anyways that was kind of my that's kind of my high level overview of the London Knights this year. Yeah. So how did, how do you think the team responded to having that time off last year? You mentioned earlier on that a lot of them just accepted that as a challenge of I'm going to improve my game. Do you feel like you saw that translate on the ice for the Knights? A hundred percent. I think that that they had that canceled season and all of those months to reflect on what's my return going to be? Right. You know, what is this going to be? People saw, like, when we think about Luke Evangelista, Sean McGurn, and Antonio Stranges, that kind of top line that the Knights really relied on, we saw them as some of the younger guys that were playing behind names like Liam Foody and Connor McMichael, right? Like, yes. And, and those are big guys to play against, especially that was the year that um, those two individuals won gold with uh, Team Canada at the World Juniors. So they're playing behind these big names and, okay, how are they going to step up and then be those next big names, especially for a franchise like the London Knights, who um, our fans are unlike any other. I'm sure anyone in the OHL says, you know, we have the best fans, but London Knights fans are just a different breed. They just mm-hmm. are. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that being able to see that, you know, they're, they're also that much bigger they worked very out, true right and so they had that amount of time where all of them figured out how to have that dedicated ice time yes and also time in the gym so they're coming back so much stronger so much faster and i think that there was so much to be said about the amount of drive that they all mm. came back with because they were just excited to be playing alongside their teammates back on the ice in the ohl um and having this competition um so yeah I think that's so great because that really could have gone either way. You know, they could have 
missed the opportunity that was afforded to them through really difficult circumstances in their professional life. I mean, this was a huge interruption in their trajectories. And to hear that they took advantage of that and that it translated on the ice, that speaks very highly of the players just personally, what they're mm-hmm. what they're willing to commit to doing for for their jobs. So talk about the postseason for the London Knights. How did that unfold this season? <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> I love the laugh. I love the laugh. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, and there's some humor to it because OHL fans, when you think, what's your dream matchup? Every team kind of has their, oh, we love playing the Windsor Spitfires. Yes. Oh, we love playing the Kings and Frontenacs. Whoever it might be, every that like one team. And then they got paired they finished second in the western conference so they are saying the number seven seed the kitchener rangers mm-hmm. London, that rivalry is i would argue it's unmatched um it is one that you want to have your popcorn ready you don't know what's you know from yes. end to end like it, it's it's wild i think that something kitchener gave London, such a good run through the season as well. Like, London had their hands full with the Rangers. I think people paid a lot of attention to the seed. Yes, when you look at the standings, so Kitchener wins in games in the most dramatic fashion of an overtime. Mike Pizzi wow. scores that at Budweiser Gardens, and you're just like, like wait, how did like, this happen? Yeah. And- and it's and it was one of those I'm I'm getting goose about it. Um, it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, goodness gracious! Like I remember saying to Luke Evangelista after um, I was like, hey, you guys are kind of giving us a lot of panic here. Like, can you just finish this and you can move on? Yeah, just get this done, and, right? And he's like, believe me, we feel the exact same way. We're doing our best. <laughs> um, yes. But it, a lot of people looked at that, you know, number two versus number seven seed and put a lot of weight on the number two. And if you look side by side, like these teams were quite evenly matched. You know, maybe mm-hmm. London right. had a couple more names, um, like NHL Highlight Reel a couple times with these crazy end to end goals that, like Luke Evangelista, yes. he scored the most amount of goals in the OHL this year like Brett Brochu being the goalie that he is like all of these different things where it's like these names that stand out. Well, Kitchener and Rangers, like they're phenomenal as well. They, mm-hmm. they have so much talent. They have so many guys like Mike Petizian who can find the back of the net just as well as London can, you know, and yeah. they have, they, their goaltenders, they kind of evenly played both throughout that series and they both stepped up when they needed to. And the Knights couldn't figure out how to score on them. So um, in terms of like the postseason for the Knights, it did not go the way that they were planning it to. Um, I remember Kona looked at me and was like, it ended, it ended way too early. Um, yeah. We weren't, we weren't ready for that. And um, it obviously it's, it's sad. Like you see these guys yeah. that you care about and you know, they're at, they're upset. And it's one of those things where you're like, that <laughs> sports it is yeah sports, right 
And so I know that that's one thing that is exciting for Knights fans. And there were so many young players. There is Denver Barkey, Alwyn, Oliver Bonk, um, who really like showcased himself throughout the playoffs as well. Those are rookies, um, young rookies who are now coming in with that type of playoff experience. Yes, round under their belts. But they understand, shoot, it really sucks when we lose. Like a first round exit, don't want that again. And so, oh yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. Right? We know in Nashville all about that. <laughs> I'm sorry if it's too soon. Um, yeah. I mean, at least at least if it was, you know, the champion out. I don't know if that justifies it. <laughs> it helps maybe a little bit, but it still was so painful. It's like as I as I hear you explaining their playoff experience, I'm like, the, we have walked this trail, friend. Like first round exit, you you want to have it. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it's and and kind of it's on. Tough. Yeah, like what we were talking about before. OHL playoffs hadn't happened since they didn't even happen in twenty twenty since twenty nineteen, and yes, so it had been this three where suddenly, thank goodness, OHL playoffs are back because it's just mm-hmm. a different energy, you know, just like what For you sure. see in the NHL. Like, you know, and they're they're playing a little bit of a different game. Um, the game kind of goes a little bit, and um, mm-hmm. it was it was incredibly fun to watch. Um, I know that. Yes, we didn't get as far as if I'm you know on the roster. I do that um, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Uh, <laughs> like not necessarily as far as they would have hoped, and or you know talk about the Memorial Cup as well, but. How much to teach and motivate this season to now? Paige has some really great insight into what she thinks makes Luke Evangelista such an important prospect in the Predators pool. But first, want to remind you that next week is, of course, draft week. And Locked on Predators will have your complete draft coverage right here. You can find us where you find all your favorite podcasts. And you can find us on YouTube as well. All right, so you mentioned a name that people in Nashville are very familiar with and very excited about, Luke Evangelista. He was a 2020 second round pick for the Nashville Predators. And eyes have been on him in Nashville as we've kind of watched his season with the London Knights, um, 55 goals, 56 assists, 111 points. What stood out to you most about this season for Luke Evangelista? This was a season where I remember in the home at the home opener, uh, they were announcing the roster of player skates onto the ice, and then you're waiting, and they announce the leadership team last, and you kind of mm-hmm. have your thoughts and your bets of who it would be, especially based back who moved on to, you know, the NHL or even um and it's kind of like you know what you 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 think it's gonna be Luke Evangelista and there's also a legacy that he had carried with this in terms of this was going to be the 50th captain in Mm. the Knights franchise and there's some weight um obviously it's a historic franchise and you look at the list of names held that letter on their jersey there's some pretty reputable names so when they announce and your 50th captain Luke Evangelista. It was one of those 
those things where you kind of felt this is good. This is good. Um, And I think Knights fans had that trust in Mm -hmm. Luke as well. No one from, yes, a canceled season. You are going to lead this group of guys through a season where we didn't really know what was going to happen in, um, sure. honestly, um, but also across, across the country. Like, when are things going to get shut? Uh, like, what about all the different things, like protocols that were times there was teams who had, had a lot of guys out because of COVID protocols. That being said, Luke Evangelista as, as the 50th captain was so much fun. And also, like, he has his own little bit of a Cinderella story. His first season, he was drafted pretty high um, to the mm-hmm. OHL. And then he came in and he didn't score a goal. Um, and people were kind of like, who is this guy? And right. then at the beginning of his second season, um, his draft year, of course, um, he scores a hat trick. First, first goal. And then that's same game as scores a hat trick and it's kind of like <laughs> oh like okay is this luke evangelista and yeah. he gave that exact same first goal and first happy throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of the season that we just witnessed you mentioned 55 goals and the 56 assists that he had yes every single game like you could put money on the fact that he was probably going to find the back um at some point <laughs> and Mm-hmm. He he watched him evolve and have that confidence, and so being able to see Nish, you know, he's leading his teams. Maybe it's an empty arena. Maybe it's a full house. Um, his level of play and his passion and his drive stayed consistent mm-hmm. um, throughout the year, and so I think that as a reporter who's really on the sidelines. It was so much fun to watch him also grow into the leader that yes. he was named. Um, I think with all the experience, just like everybody else, you learn by doing. Um, and mm-hmm. so he was learning, you know, okay, so how do I lead my teammates when we are in a situation like this, when we are down by one and uh, it's late in the third period and we have an empty net, how do I step up? How do I right. lead my team, right? And there were so many aspects where it was very apparent that Luke was having an, an, an influence there. And so that, you know, there's Predators fans who are, I hope, excited about having Luke Evangelista. Definitely. Right? Part Definitely. of your organization. He is a huge asset. And um, he's one of those people that he will do it, what it takes. And he he understands um, because his IQ is so high and he learns how to play very well with his teammates and that was very apparent through his uh playing relationship with both uh antonio stranges who um, was a nifty 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 player um, oh he was something right i know like and so Mm -hmm. it's it's it was cool to be able to see okay you you always kind of think like who's having success well well who got them the who made sure that you know, the puck came to them at the right time so that he could get it off his stick that quickly or in that way. Um, And oftentimes, Luke Evangelista was part of that equation. Mm -hmm. What do you think were the keys to his success? Was a lot of it his line mates, do you feel like? Um, Or what specific aspects of his game do you think really led to such a standout season? 
I think that coming into the Knights, um, I know that in his, uh, with his billet family, he also lived mm-hmm. with Connor McMichael, who um, is now with the Washington Capitals playing alongside Alex Ovechkin, right? So not um, too shabby. <laughs> Not too shabby. He very much had that, like, I can be a top line player and this is how. Was, I know, you know, taking a lot of mental notes from Connor McMichael in terms of, okay, how do I carry myself? And, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I, um, that confidence and how do I step on to make that happen? And you could kind of see something in that game where he scored his first OHL goal. You saw something click. Obviously, two goals followed after and that's unreal. But then that continued, right. right? And it and it continued in a manner where it did lead him to be high by the Predators. Um, and I think that the Predators also saw that. When you ask in terms of like kind of what what contributes, I think it's his, I think it's his hockey IQ um, because I mm-hmm. think that so much success comes from on and off the ice. He that what he was doing off the ice was just as important as what he was doing and that would greatly contribute to his success on the ice so um you know I, oh, he has a great skating ability oh he he right. you know he's great at stick handling he's got a shot right. like no other you could say those things but mm-hmm. a lot of players have that because that's how you make it to the next level except what separates him is he knows what it takes he knows what it takes to get to where he wants to be um, and he's mm-hmm. willing to put in that work, whatever it may mean. Yeah. So he is coming. Luke is coming to Nashville in July, which I'm also trying to get you to come to Nashville in July. So just putting that out there in the universe. July 11th through the 15th is yeah. development camp for the Nashville Predators. So Luke and Paige are going to be in town for that. What? <laughs> Do you see how I did that? I just slid that right in there. Look at Paige. So I'm going to be in town. Luke, you have extra ticket like can I just kind of just yes just be his wingman be his wingman for sure if fans are going to development camp what should they be watching for when they watch Luke Evangelista what what do you think they should pay attention to pay attention to how locked in this guy is pay attention mm-hmm. to his attention to detail um attention he's gonna be fun to watch um he is a great skater he um yes. scored 55 goals he knows how to do that um I've learned how to do that at the next level mm-hmm. and i know that he'll want to do as he did it in the ohl um but pay attention to to detail because um he very much he doesn't miss details and it shows mm-hmm. um little by little throughout his game that makes a huge impact and separates him from the people that um, even that are on his team, but that he's on the ice with, um, how much of a difference that makes when he's playing with whoever he may be playing with on his line. Um, And also his ability to, um, when coaches are, you know, advising him or even trusting him saying, hey, Luke, like what what would you do? He will step up and he will rise up to that so I think that if in and and watch that with him um I think that's like hmm okay interesting 
He's got a little something. Yeah. A little something. So you mentioned playing at the next level. How ready do you think he is to jump to like a two-way contract AHL NHL? Well, like, he, what's your opinion on that? Yeah. Um, thank you for asking my opinion. Right after the um very sad first round, I won a nice experience. Mm-hmm. He was sent to the AHL. And so mm-hmm. he did get and he had previous AHL experience as well so it's not like that he mastered the ohl well there's a reason why he kind of did figure out how to ohl in the sense of um he spent some time um specifically and then also yes um right after went back to the ahl again and so he understands kind of okay at the ohl level and now he's learning at the ahl level and so i do think that he's ready i think that it Mm-hmm. he's one of those people that opportunity will rise up um yeah um, and it's something that I'm very, i always kind of joked with his mom and dad at the games like i can't luke evangelista makes his nhl debut because then they're gonna pan and i'm gonna be jumping up and down like it's just you right <laughs> yes so, oh so, yes right i know and it's something that like it gives us like luke is genuinely He's a great kid. He mm-hmm. understands, like, even, you know, the community aspect. Person to always be signing autographs for kids, um, especially there's always so many kids waiting just outside the, the night's dressing room. And Luke would always make sure that he came out and took care of that and took pictures and stayed as long as he needed to and um, as long as he needed to. And I think that that's something that you see that and you're like, he's really kind of understanding what's happening here. And so. I think that, um, you know, it's something that with these big stars, um, when that is something that they kind of live out, it just, it's it's so much easier to root for them too, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm thrilled that I got to see you face-to-face-ish. We'll fix this in July. We'll fix this when you come with Lou July in July to d- development camp. So it's going to be even better then. But before then, Paige, where can people find you online? Absolutely. So I am on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle. It is um, at Paigey Martin. So it's P-A-I-G-E-Y and then M-A-R-T. So um, you can find me there. And um, if you're looking for a smile, if you're passionate sports fan um and just maybe a new friend i absolutely love new friends so um you can find me there i want to thank paige martin for joining us again on today's locked on predators and thankful for her insight into the season that luke evangelista has had and what she sees him bringing to a potential future nhl spot coming up tomorrow on locked on predators we have a fun Friday edition for you. We're going to talk about all things gold horns. That's right. We went 30 minutes talking about gold horns and had a great time doing it. So be sure to tune in then. In the meantime, you can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. Leave us a comment, a message, let us know your thoughts on Luke Evangelista and what you might expect to see from him at development camp. 
Thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. We hope you have a great day, everyone.